Good morning. Thank you very much for listening. We appreciate that. Dave and Doreen, along with Marcus, this is the Morning KLH, and it's time to welcome our Green and Gold Insider, three-time Wisconsin Sports Writer of the Year, co-host of Wildey and Tausch on ESPN Radio, Jason Wildy. Good morning. How you doing, Jason? I am great. Outstanding. Phenomenal. Awesome. Okay, yeah. I'm in such a great mood because before Paula took the girls to school, she asked me if I wanted to get out there with my super-wide shovel and clear the driveway because there is nothing that bothers my anal retentive OCD personality more than the tire tracks on your driveway. Uh-huh. Am I the only one who has this problem? I don't have the problem I myself. don't like it, but I'm not going to go out of my way. So you mean <laughs> that bothers you so much that so you I have to get out there? I out of bed. It rose such a clatter, so before they left, I had time to clear the driveway of our snow so we wouldn't have the tracks. Yes, wow. I, I need help. There's no doubt about it. Well, at least um, Paula knows you well enough that she asked you before she left. True. Great point. Exactly. Yeah. 15 years almost. So let me quote this for the audience. Over the last eight games, writes Jason Wildy, Jordan Love has completed 196 of 279 passes, 70.3%, 2,150 yards, 18 touchdowns, one interception, passer rating of 112.7. Jason, how does that compare to some of the best eight-game stretches that Aaron Rodgers ever had? It's funny that you mentioned that because I, I, I was trying – that story came out of I was trying to think of, well – what are the best stretches that I've seen from, I mean, I've gotten to cover most of Favre's career and all of Rogers career. And the first stretch that jumped out at me, obviously Rogers went back to back MVPs in 20 and 21. He was ridiculous in 20, uh, really good in 21. But if you guys remember in 2016, they were four and six and Rogers said, I think we can run the table in those eight games after he uttered that phrase. And they went out and won eight in a row and reached the NFC Championship game. Uh, his passer rating was about five points higher, as 117. He threw 21 touchdowns against one interception. He completed a slightly uh, lower percentage than Jordan has. I think it was 68.5. And he threw for about 200 more yards than Jordan has, or 150 more yards. So the numbers are strikingly similar. And what's amazing about that to me is that Jordan Love in October couldn't hit water if he fell out of a boat, right? I mean, mm-hmm. he was struggling with his accuracy. The young guys around him were messing up their routes. Matt LaFleur didn't trust him to throw a pass more than five yards beyond the line of scrimmage. And now look at them and look at those numbers. I mean, he's doing things that Aaron Rodgers has done. And to me, that tells you everything you need to know about how far he's come and, and how good he's been. And I, I, I do think that there's one thing that has bothered me. There's, there's certainly a group of fans and media and other people that want to tell you, I, I knew all along that Jordan was <laughs> going to be this good. Mm-hmm. And the fact of the matter is, is that, well, that's great that you knew, but Matt LaFleur didn't know and Brian Gutekunst didn't know because Brian Gutekunst gave Rodgers a three-year $150 million contract before last season, uh, a contract that paid him $50 million and then hit them with a $41 million cap charge this year without him on the team. You don't do that if you're so certain that Jordan Love is the next great quarterback. And obviously the way Matt LaFleur was coaching, 
he didn't have a whole lot of trust and faith in him either. So it's great that there's folks that I knew it all along, but I think that also devalues how hard Jordan Love has worked to be as good as he's been. Like, it wasn't preordained. He had to figure a lot of stuff out, and he's done a great job of doing that. I think Packers fans should be really happy for him and excited for what he's done and what he could do in the future. Okay, we are, but does this improvement and all this momentum, how do, does that, is that a win in Dallas, or is it going to be a struggle still? Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I mean, look, he's, he's been awesome these last eight games. Uh, Dallas is really, really good at home. Um, I'm not saying they can't win. Yeah. I just don't think they're going to. Um, and, and, and to me, that's okay. Like, if you take the 30,000-foot view of this season, I mean, the fact that they're even in this position, I'm not saying they don't want to win. They, of course, want to win. Of course, they're competitors. Of course, they are putting together a game plan as a coaching staff that they believe will give them a chance to go out there and win. But the bottom line is, is that even if they lose, getting this experience, it's like Rodgers in 09 when, if you guys remember, they go to Arizona after they make the playoffs for the first time, and you know Rodgers fumbles in overtime and they lose 51-45. to 45. His first pass in that game was an interception. That tells you where Rodgers was at in terms of being ready for a playoff uh, opportunity. I mean, that's a guy that never threw interceptions, right? right. And so... And, and yet, the rest of the game, he was unbelievably good. Threw for 423 yards, four touchdowns. Like, that experience set the stage for what they did in 2010, which was win three in a row on the road and then go win Super Bowl 45. So, uh, it'd be great if they won, but even if they don't, the fact that they're even playing this game is such great extra bonus opportunity for them to develop and be even better for next year, that it's crazy. And speaking to that, with this win-now mentality of the NFL, now that the quote-unquote Super Bowl window is open, how long is it open for Goody and LaFleur and Jordan Love? Well, it's definitely open um, for the next several years because of all these young guys they've got on offense uh, that are not making a whole heck of a lot of money, right? I mean, they're all on inexpensive rookie contracts. Uh Going back to my point about not being sure about Jordan Love, uh, he's got he's got to get a new contract now, right? I yep. mean, mm-hmm. they they signed him to that half measure contract, which again was evidence that even the guy that drafted him wasn't that sure that he was going to be this awesome. Um, so that you know his 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 cost will go up compared to what it is currently, but they they've got a lot of really young talent that you should be really excited about, but. Again, winning a Super Bowl is really hard. I know Belichick, who uh, is, air quotes, parting ways, mm-hmm. which apparently is the nice way to get rid of legends now. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard. I know he made it look like it was easy because they won six with him and Brady together, but it's really hard. And I, I, they went on a hell of a run in 2010 to win that title, but they had better teams than that 2010 team. Like that 14 team... Uh, when Rodgers tore his calf and they blew that 16 to nothing lead uh, in Seattle, that team was better. That team should have won a Super Bowl, and it didn't. Um, that 20 team should have won a Super Bowl. They had Brady at home, and they didn't in the NFC Championship game. So it's not easy to do. So just because you're the Packers and you've got a good quarterback again 
and you've got a lot of young talent doesn't mean that you're going to have a title to show for it. Does Aaron Rodgers' like cap hit still affect the Packers this coming season as well? Nope. No? Is, okay. I mean, and what's crazy, like, again, the, the trade, and it tells you all the kind of feelings that were uh, in that building, even if no one would actually articulate them explicitly. I mean, Goody called this a good day for the Jets, a good day for the Packers when they traded him. Right. I mean, again. And then he said he was excited, excited to have all of Rogers' dead cap money charged against this year's cap. But to be hamstrung with $41 million of cap space for a guy that doesn't play for you anymore, like it's the old line in Moneyball when uh, Brad Pitt is talking to David Justice and he says, the Yankees are paying you to play against them. That's what they think of you. <laughs> That's what the Packers felt about about Rodgers after they traded him. We're, we're happy to eat $41 million to not have him playing for us anymore and to give Jordan Love the opportunity. You see Brian Gutekunst maybe winning NFL Executive of the Year? Uh, I think there's some other executives that are deserving as well. I think that obviously the amount of young talent they've put on this roster offensively uh, certainly merits him getting consideration. But, look, there's there's some pretty darn good teams that have been put together this year. And while the Packers are a great story and a great surprise, uh, don't forget they were, you know, 2-5 and five in October, and uh, they looked like a very not very good football team. So uh, I would think that that would be something that a year from now, when they're, you know, 13-4 and four and winning the division and, have some home playoff games, which is, I'm sure, what they'd like to see happen. Um, I would think that's when he would more likely be the top candidate. All right. In the event that the Packers beat the Cowboys, do the Cowboys part ways with Mike McCarthy? I think that's a distinct possibility. I mean, you know, look, we we obviously have a team here that doesn't have an owner, got a team president that makes some decisions, obviously. But I mean, Jerry Jones ain't getting any younger. Right. And mm. what they win three Super Bowls in four years at the beginning of his ownership. Yeah. Two with Jimmy um, Johnson. And then he was gone. And then Barry Switzer won one for him. Right. And, and that was what, 30 years ago? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how right. many playoff games have they won since that era. Like, I would think that he is most likely an impatient fellow. And if Mike McCarthy lost, you don't think he would fire him and call Bill Belichick immediately? I do. And mm-hmm. so, uh, I, I don't, I don't think that uh, Mike McCarthy is going to lose this game. I think that I think the Cowboys are probably going to play in the NFC Championship game uh, in San Francisco and probably lose because I think San Francisco's the best team in the NFC. So um, we'll see if that's how it plays out. But if he makes the NFC Championship game and they lose a close game to the 49ers, is he really going to fire Mike McCarthy for that? I mean. Look, Mike McCarthy took back play calling this year. You know, I when I went and walked his uh, property with him before he left for training camp here in Green Bay, um, you know, he basically said, look, I, if I'm going to go down, I'm going to go down coaching the way I want to coach. And so he took back play calling. You look at what Dak Prescott has done. Um, he's been probably the best he's ever been. And he credits Mike McCarthy for that. And I know Jerry Jones said on the radio the other day, uh, what a great job Mike McCarthy has done. But to Marcus's question, um, that 
all that takes is one loss at home where they are undefeated this year to the Packers to uh, change that tune in a hurry. Was that the Mike McCarthy day when you had to get up at like five or four in the morning mm-hmm. to go to his house? Mm-hmm. That was it. Yep, yep, that was it. So yep. what did he what did he do? Say, Jason, come on over, but you have to get over here by five AM? Yeah, he's an early riser. Uh I am not. That's not really my thing. <laughs> but <laughs> um six thirty is early enough every day. But he uh yeah, so we do that every year before he goes back to training camp and I mean he's just you know, those Pittsburgh guys, man. We're good guys. We're good guys. Mm-hmm. We are. Um but like again, I I've told this before, but when Paula was diagnosed with breast cancer the first phone call i got and the first bouquet of flowers she got were from mike mccarthy that's the kind of guy he is so um i hold him in extremely high personal regard and i think he's a damn good football coach i know packers fans were frustrated that they didn't win a second super bowl while he was here but um i think he probably gets underappreciated and he's probably underappreciated in dallas too which is why marcus's question was a good one All right, my friend. Well, we will look forward to talking to you next week. Hopefully, they'll be preparing for yet another playoff game. We'll see. Great. Yeah, it should be. A hell of a story if they are. should be an interesting weekend. All right, everybody. Have a great day. Take care. Be good. You too. Jason Wilde, Green and Gold Insider, co-host of Wilde and Tausch, and a man who apparently has OCD and does not want tire (laughs) tracks on his driveway because he doesn't like that snow being caked on there, and I don't blame him. I get it. Then it turns to ice, and then it becomes dangerous. Then it's hard to scrape off. Yep. Then you have to drive over it, so you make it worse. Jason, brought to you by DJ's Transmissions and Milwaukee Muscle Cars and Restoration. Buying vintage rides and muscle cars, visit DJ'sTransmissions.com. And also brought to you by Mr. Holland's Home Services. Call them, 866-992-1717 or Mr. Holland's Home Services.com. Jason Wildey, part of the morning, KLH.